0: Uh, hey, hello. Hello.
1: Yeah.
0: hello, everybody, and welcome, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Last Ones In podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by Robbie A hey. and E. Hello. And today, uh, we are watching a movie that I. I had to argue with myself on whether or not it's appropriate to watch right now or not, uh, not for any like weird dumb political reason or like social reason, uh, just because it would be more fitting if we watched it. I don't know, five months from now, during Halloween, oh, yes. Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving. Well, six months. I'm bad at math. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, the movie that we are watching today is Hell House LLC came out in 2015. It is an hour and 33 minutes long. Unrated. I am still torn between whether or not we will watch the director's cut or the regular cut. Um is there a huge difference between the two? I think there's one scare in the director's cut that's like really really good. It's a horror movie, by the way. Horror oh. movie. Um you can tell by me trying to say October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um and there's, like, two really good scares in the director's cut, but it also has an ending that I kind of hate in the director's cut. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't know. Like, technically, the director's cut is canonically what happens, because this is a trilogy also. Oh. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but way back when, I don't even remember if it was last year or before that, I watched all three of them in the span of, like, 24 hours. I think I, think I, I remember Yeah, this. I remember you
2: telling us about that. Yeah. W- was it with Sam? No. Okay. I feel like this is around the time that you
0: broke your foot.
2: It was around the time I broke mm-hmm. my okay. foot.
0: Yeah. So, fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was
2: a fun trilogy whilst having a broken foot, I suppose.
0: Yeah. They uh, very quickly go down in quality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As trilogies do sometimes. Uh, I think 2 is like actually just a garbage movie, and 3 has some redeemable things in it, but like ultimately- Is worse than 2 still? No, better than two, okay. not nearly as good as one. It's the, okay. scary good, it's the scary movies of movies. But you're saying scary godmother of movies? It's scary go- <laughs> no, scary
1: godmother <laughs> two is definitely much better than the first one. No. When, when we watch scary godmother two, of course. Which obviously yeah. we're going to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pivotal to cinema. I mean,
0: Halloween and May, you know, that <laughs> <yeah>. old saying. <laughs>
1: uh, I was going
2: to say, the more you talk about this, it kind of makes me think of, like, my feelings towards the. Um, the Butterfly Effect Trilogy. That's a trilogy? Yep.
0: It is a weird, it's, it's a trilogy, but it's a weird one. I it, feel
2: like, I don't even know how that has, like, a movie, but... It's so, not based on the same guy oh, every yeah. time. So, yeah, like, the first one is, like, its own little thing. You can literally just watch the first movie and not even deal with the second one. The second one deals with a totally different guy, and same thing with the third one.
0: Yeah. Mm. There, two's not good. No, two's <laughs> bad. <laughs> Three's pretty good, though, actually. Like, I think three might be better than the first one, in my mm. opinion. Ooh. That's might I need have to, to watch do with my opinion one. of Ashton. That's Future.
1: today's hot take with Jiraiya.
2: But <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> well, a Well, the reason take why not. I say that, though, it too, be. is because like there's a director's cut ending for the first one that has like similar outcomes for the ending, but it changes a lot of things without me spoiling what happens in the first one. But I like the original ending more than I like the director's cut ending.
0: So here's the thing with Hell House. Either way, the ending is exactly the same. Canonically, the ending is the ending. The only difference between the original version that came out, because this is an extremely independent movie, and the version, the director's cut, is that in the director's cut, he was able to pay a visual effects person to do some visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see what he meant for you to see okay. in the original script. He has basically added the scene back in. He shot the stuff, and he just didn't have money for visual effects. So you just don't see anything in the original. <laughs> um, and so it's, no matter what, that is canonically the thing that happens. I just think the visual effects, even though uh, whoever he paid for it, uh, he didn't have a lot of money, independent. So, like, even if you pay, like, the best visual effects person, he's probably like, I can pay you for, like, a day. Um, it looks garbage, and it kind of makes me hate the movie. Because nice. of that one thing looks garbage, and everything else is done so, so well. <laughs> Other thing I should mention this is a horror movie, it is a found footage horror movie. Oh, your favorite genre? Uh, i underrated genre in horror, I oh. think, actually. Um, I it feel is, like you've I mean, been the most critical
1: of that so, genre. Than I, most so here's people. the thing about found footage. Whenever it's good, it's really
2: good. But whenever it's not good, it's fucking garbage. Isn't that just horror movie as a genre? Sometimes.
0: Too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I have yet to see a found footage movie that's so bad it's good.
1: But there's a lot of mm. horror movies that are so bad that if they're good. If you give me enough money, I could probably make you one. Yeah, let's yeah. work on it. <laughs> I'll try my hardest to make it scary. And just because of how I am, it'll probably be the dumbest <laughs> shit you've ever seen. Um. It would just be, like, the hand coming out of the toilet, like, in Zelda, except it, like, grabs someone by the tie and pulls it them in the toilet. It does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Zelda's weird. Multiple Zeldas, actually. Yeah. Zelda's weird. I think at least four Zelda games, I think, that happens. Huh. There's toilets in Zelda? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zelda, like, exists in a universe where indoor plumbing is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I not, mean I'm going back to my memory right now and like I I'm cannot say, remember. It's, seeing not, it's probably not the there. toilet you're thinking of. It's probably like not. Out, it's like an outhouse type toilet. Okay. But like
2: <laughs> I, I know that there's like scene like certain dungeons that you go to, like where like, a floating hand will grab you and like bring you back to the beginning nah, of the dungeon. It's but.
1: like I know there's one in Ocarina of Time. I think if you get a specific t- key or something, you can go in a door and there's a there's just a hand asking for paper. And you can give it like a marriage vow or something that yeah. someone had. Yep. Which I didn't do because I'm like, that's fucked up. What the heck?
0: <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Very. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> a whole <laughs> other tangent.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so this is unrated. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because again, very, indie. very, extremely, extremely. They couldn't, indie. they couldn't
1: afford the board. I to think
0: it. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. It may be that along
2: with like the, maybe it didn't even have like a theatrical release or anything. I'm guessing.
0: From my understanding, it had an extremely minor theatrical run in 2015. The okay. official digital release is 2016. Um, the second one came out in 2018 and had very... Almost nothing about it. Uh, the third one came out in 2019 and was a Shutter exclusive. Okay. And then that is also when he released the director's cut of Hell House LLC, the first one, uh, which is on Amazon. And I don't know if the director's cut's on Shudder, but they're all on Shudder. Uh, to watch yeah. there on Amazon. You can rent them from a couple different places. The normal places we always mention. Right. The YouTubes and the Google Plays and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But the place we'll be watching it today is on Amazon. Okay. Uh, you can get the non-director's version on there right now on Prime. Um, which, again, I'm not sure if we're watching the director's cut or not. Uh, we'll get back. Uh, when we come back, we'll have yeah. decided that part, obviously. Or
1: maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll come back and be like, we s- we still don't know, like,
2: not sure. <laughs> if you're listening,
0: yeah. please
1: contact
2: us. So, <laughs> so we got to the version. climax, and Dry just paused it and like, all right, let's go record now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a weird movie. I'm gonna say that it's I th- I love it. I think it might be one of my fest my best, one my of your favorite might be one of my favorite slash. I think maybe one of the best found footage horror movies out Ooh. there. Okay. Just because of, like, this admittedly has to do with some of my nostalgia for Haunted Houses.
1: I I really... It's so funny, like, you having to give, like, six asterisks I know. to that statement. Yeah, I know. But, like, like, it's the best one I've ever seen, but the director cut ending sucks ass, but also it might be a bunch of nostalgia, but also... <laughs> This it has like seven dollars to its name, but also it's like yeah. keeps going.
0: It's a weird one, and we'll talk about more of like the how no money they had for this yeah. movie when we come back. From I can't wait it. for
1: the budget to be his mother's credit card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I guess in a little fun fact because I was watching a review last night on a movie called Basket Case, which is an '80s horror movie. It's based off of the song. <laughs> no, uh, I guess th- there's a scene where like he- this guy goes to a hotel and he's like, "Hey, it's twenty bucks a night," and he like pulls out this fat wad of cash and like starts like unrolling it and like pays for like I think two weeks at a time or something like that. I guess like one of the f- uh, fun facts about that is it's rumored that the wad of money that he pulled out of his pants for that scene was the budget for the movie. <laughs>
1: I would hope that's true. That's like yeah. one of those things you. Ju- I just really hope that is yeah. true. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, before we uh, do the description of the movie and all that kind of stuff, I'm I'm curious, personally curious, uh, how your guys' weeks have been. Let's start with Robbie. I mean, more or less the same. Uh, I
2: think probably the most interesting thing like I said. I watched a review last night of Basket Case and <laughs> um, I ended up finding out recently that like. Because I have like some rare collectible games for my GameCube, because mm-hmm. I just had that growing up, and um, I feel and, like eighty
1: percent of the GameCube's library is a rare collectible game. I,
2: honestly. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Especially after I found out what's considered to be like the most valuable game in my collection, which I just was not expecting in any way, shape, or form. Uh, apparently, the hardest to find, rarest, most expensive game that I currently own is Def Jam Fight for New York. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's going for like two hundred and fifty bucks right now online. Counting on like like I guess a brand new copy is going for like three thousand dollars on eBay. Insane. It's, yeah,
0: I, I am. I actually can understand that one because that one is just chock full of licensed music. Yeah, so they probably did not make many copies of that.
2: Uh, it's they made a lot of copies. I think it's just like not a lot of copies still
1: exist. Is oh. I think is what it is. Yeah, they were thrown into a pit of fire. Maybe in uh, nineteen
0: seventy. Or just those really cases where there was lots and lots of weed in the case. But, like, here's <laughs> I, the thing like, I also have
2: some, like, rare, other rare nostalgic games that apparently aren't worth nearly as much money. Like, uh, Mario Thousand Paper Door. Or Paper Mario Thousand Gear Door. <laughs> Mario uh, and the Thousand Paper Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> thousand Paper Cuts of Death. <laughs> That's uh, when he falls down the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, because, like, that one's a rare game that I have. I also have, uh-huh. like, the collector's edition of. Uh, I oh, got yeah, the uh, yeah, Zelda that, Collector's oh, Edition. Oh, yeah, the one with, like, three uh, I games. have that. I have, like, um, Eternal Darkness, Sandy's Requiem. I thought that'd be cool. Don't Bring you have to Roll of Rose show. or whatever? No, I really uh, want to get that one. That one is, like, one of the most uh, rarest games for PS2. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um, yeah, like, out of all, like, the rare games that I have, like, the fact that that one <laughs> is, like, considered to be the rarest baffled me.
1: I mean, it's a game they probably can never re-release. Yeah. They <laughs> cannot.
2: No, they cannot, because... They had like a shit ton of rappers in there, like mm. as the characters. And so it probably had a huge budget just because like they had A listed actors and rappers being like doing all the voiceovers.
1: I g got, I gotta ask, is this game any good? It's really good actually. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, but you the, don't like fun.
0: <laughs> I play I played it a lot. Uh huh. It is wrestling game controls. It Ooh, plays yeah. like that. But it's set it, up it does as play a like a wrestling
2: game. game, but it has way better finishing <laughs> it's a, moves. It's supposed to be a fighting game. It's yeah. a
0: fighting game with it's wrestling up game. Up games. That's
1: funny. Yes, uh, we should play.
0: In, we should have a tournament in, in our house. We would have to mute it if we did it for a stream. <laughs> yeah, we, but <laughs> so we'd
2: have to mute like the menu music. Like the actual like fighting in the arena would be fine because it's just like a track that they made for the game. Yeah, but like any, when you go to the menu, it's always playing like licensed music we just look up on on like the band twitch games and it's that one
1: for licensed music
2: yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah most of that game is like 50 percent of it is customizing your character and the other 50 percent is uh like fighting in a ring so a wrestling game yeah more yeah. or less <laughs> weirdly enough like that's actually probably the very first game i, I ever like 100 percented
0: it's a weird game. Yeah, a weird it's, it's a very same. odd game. Very odd. It's very odd. But they made three of them. Yeah, I think it's really fun. three of them? Oh, wait. So- I thought
1: you meant three copies. No. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so rare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because, yeah, there's uh, Death Jam Vendetta, which is the first one, and that one was fun, too. And then, like, they expanded on it with uh, Fight for New York. And then they just kind of had almost like a cash grab with Icons, which is the last one that came out. And, uh, like, I haven't played that one, but most people say it's okay
0: at best. mm it's we, Icons is a weird one because they didn't have much time to do it and they were kind of rushed in development. It's like a whole thing with that. But then also like as the music is playing, the environment around you warps and it's so like the better you do, the better the music is like the, the higher the music goes and the more the environment warps and you can use it as a weapon and stuff like that. Like that sounds cool. It's very strange, very strange. I
1: like the idea of that mechanic. It probably would suck to play, but a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of weird games that came this out. This isn't like the weird wrestling game that has like Little Mac and Bill Clinton, right? No. No. Okay.
0: no, just rappers. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, if you're familiar with rappers that were super famous
2: in the year 2000, like this has a lot of those rappers. Can in.
1: you be Snoop Dogg?
2: Yes. Yes. All right, I'm sold on this game. He's
0: actually the villain of the first one. Really? No, that- no,
2: no, no, no. He's a villain of the second one of Fight for New York.
0: Oh, he takes over after you kill the guy in the first game. Yeah, one, right? so
2: the guy that uh, is basically your mentor in the second game is the main villain in the first game. Oh.
0: Yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go.
1: If you guys would like to see me play <laughs> this game on stream, please let us I'd know. I'd be willing
0: to bring it over here. We just gotta, like, we to we got to figure out how to about hook the up the
2: too. I, I, I have ways that I can make that work. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, Cool. Well, e, yeah, Oh, you're not. Going, oh, I'm sorry.
2: I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's all it's that's for. Really oh, okay. my okay. end.
1: <laughs> e. Hi. What's up? I got back into Minecraft. Oh, they did not <laughs> expect that. I I didn't think anyone would. Uh, I have like this relationship with Minecraft where like every two years I'll play it like religiously for a week, and uh, it's about that time. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine set up a, like a modded server, mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just hop on. Minecraft's such a dangerous game to play, though. <laughs> like, like, one time I was like, oh, I'll just play a little bit before I work. And I was like, <laughs> I kept, like, looking at the clock like, I need to go to work. But <laughs> I've so, done that before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Minecraft like, will steal your life away. Yeah,
1: I, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know why. I decided that I'm just going to build McDonald's this time. Okay. okay. Was, we're on survival, of course. Uh, sure. So, yeah, uh, I just decided to build a McDonald's. I think because one of the mods they have is, like, a bunch more food. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, you can actually build burgers and stuff. That's so, going to be fun. I just replicate, like, i am done with all the, like, interior and exterior. <laughs> it's a McDonald's.
0: Nice. So,
1: yeah, I, I've been doing that. Uh, tune in next week when I'm probably done playing Minecraft. But <laughs> For the next two years. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's, like, the perfect time to spend away from Minecraft, I would say, because, like, there's always something weird and new. Every time I go back in. Yeah, yeah, there is. Like, you could just, like, find underwater cities that have these giant guardians that will fucking kill you in one hit, apparently. Yeah. So, Minecraft yeah. got weird. It did. Yeah. I. <laughs> Minecraft's such a weird thing from a game dev perspective, but I'll, I'll save you a game dev rant this okay. time. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad. That's...
0: <laughs> of season four. Of season four. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just rewatched the first
2: episode. <laughs> Watched no. season three. and He's like, you know what? They told me I'm gonna have to wait for two years because the whole yeah. Robbie thing. I, re-watched <laughs> and so I Just rewatched season three. one two, three. <laughs> <laughs> first four years.
1: No, but yeah, I mean, it's it's still it's good Breaking Bad for sure. Yeah, break, uh, yeah, it's good, man. I'm gonna wait until I've seen more than one episode to talk about it on yeah. the live show. Okay.
0: So good. All right. Um. Cool. Not a lot happening with me. Mm-mm. On my end, I have been just playing a lot of things on Game Pass. I got, like...
1: It's probably the most indie games you've ever played in your life.
0: That's not true. Xbox Live. Oh. I don't know if those. It's <laughs> like can, a 50-50. Say, yeah. Hey, th- those are still technically indie like, games. It was... Sometimes
1: you get, like... Uh, Meat Boy. Sometimes you get Flappy Monkey. So you know it's like such a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, every, everybody remembers Flappy Monkey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's kind of my point. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I've been playing like a lot of Weird West on there, and a game called Generation Zero, which I just assume is somewhat indie because it's bad. Not bad. It's not good. Are you? It's like, not bad. How
1: much do you like want me to hate you? Some of these times, Ryan. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, it's bad, so it's probably an indie game.
0: It's <laughs> not what I mean. <laughs> but like... You can't just say, I assume it's probably indie because it's bad. Like, what? Come on. So I... <laughs> let, me, let me elaborate. Yeah. Please please, please elaborate before I have to like hold you and E apart. From... <laughs> First off, it's incredibly Swedish. Okay. Um, so it's a foreign developer translating a whole bunch of stuff over to English. So when it like, tells you to do a mission... It's just like, hey, do the mission. I'm like, oh, cool. How do I do it? Do the mission, and <laughs> uh-huh. it doesn't give you any instructions how to do the mission. Is a four-player co-op first-person shooter about destroying robots. Okay. Uh, the gameplay itself is super tight, super fun. I like how all the guns feel. The world kind of feels like you're walking through mud. Um, the resolution is kind of garbage, but I'm putting that down to the Xbox Series S itself. I'm not going to put that on the game. I there, I there's a PC version of it. And I know that even on the machine that I have, I could push it much farther than the series S is going um it's fun, but I really, 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 really hate how they do all of the missions, even the walkthroughs <laughs> online are like, all right, so here's the mission you have to do. go to the place and do the mission and then, like under that, like there's a direct text of like what you're supposed to do on it. It's like do the mission like. Fucking! Does nobody know what you do in this mission? Like, maybe it's just this, you. Maybe people
2: just know how to do missions, and you don't. <laughs> now, this kind of makes me think of like the tutorial level of Legacy of Kane Two, because if you have the PC port, like I do, because uh-huh. like uh, like me and Dryer originally played it because Rocky introduced us to the Legacy of Kane yeah, games. Yeah, and um, with like the PS2 version, it's like, oh, press like X to attack, press this to block, press this to feed. And the PC version of it, it's press jump to jump. Press feed to feed. <laughs> Press attack to attack. <laughs> nice. Uh, but that... yeah,
0: there's like literally a mission on there, and they don't explain this in the game at all. Mm-hmm. You have it's like go and turn the go to this base and turn the power on. So I go there, and all of it we're playing co-op. It's four people hanging out playing this game. None of us can find out how to turn this power on. <laughs> we go online and look it up. We're like, oh, the last base you were at. There's a map you have to look at that, and you have to select the next base you're going to, and that'll turn the power on. <laughs> The game doesn't tell you any of that. It's super annoying for that reason. But like, it's fun to go around with friends and shoot stuff.
1: So like, it has really good mechanics, but the rest is a little lacking?
0: Yes, right. 100%.
1: Well, uh, stay tuned. Maybe they'll make a, like another game with, about guns, and then they'll improve. Who knows? Maybe. That'd be neat. Weird maybe West... gen- race, gen- uh, Generation 1 will be better <laughs> than Generation 0, maybe.
0: Uh, but Weird West, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah,
1: uh, Will Smith does a pretty interesting role in that game.
0: No, Wild Wild West, <laughs> no. Um, it's a super sim game, so I've just kind of accidentally been a garbage person a lot, because I'm just trying to like do objectives and like try to jump on people.
1: A garbage person as in like a bad person as, yeah. as in you take care Okay. Yeah, I'm That's accidentally like,
0: like, a jerk to a lot of people, and I don't mean to be. <laughs> like, Well, one time I got caught robbing a grave, and they didn't like that, but... <laughs> That that one was my fault, but most of the other times aren't. Okay, sure. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, it's a super fun game. I I will maybe be uh, make somebody else play that on a stream at some mm. point because it's okay. super super fun how it just lets you do literally anything you want. Um, other than that, I have a movie that I will talk about on post credits. I guess Whoa. Okay.
1: Hell House Two.
0: <laughs> yep. Again. Uh, yeah, that's all that's going on with, with my life. All right. All right. Well, let's get on to this movie yeah um let's start with e hi what do you think this movie is um so there's this like cube thing
1: that uh you can like unlock unlimited power if you open it okay but they discover like when you open it it actually releases a bunch of weird people and they Uh, attack everyone and give them ultimate uh, destruction and shit and, like, they have to, like, unsolve the puzzle to get all the weird people back into the box.
2: Sounds like a terrible description of uh, Hellraiser.
0: Or, like, a terrible description of Event Horizon.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And there's a lot of red... That's, okay, that's, cool. That's, that's, that's my guess.
0: Okay, okay. Interesting. Robbie, <laughs> what do you think Hell House LLC is about? So Hell
2: House LLC is going to be taking place through a demon named Gorthak who is trying to do a training video as a realtor and sell this hell house in hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
2: It's going to be his adventures wall trying to tape uh, his way of showing like how nice this house is. In hell,
0: Ravi. Yeah. that's Bad Ben. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I did actually end up playing Bad Ben around the time where I was watching this.
1: Yeah, when you were delirious from yeah. <laughs> what is it called, cabin
2: fever? Yeah,
0: yeah, that that was around that time.
2: It's something that I found out about Bad Ben, actually, I don't know if you want to keep this in here, but is that uh, it's garbage. <laughs> that too, I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, they made a game.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah, they and sure they did. They played it on Game Grumps. They sure did. Uh, I just like to think that, you know, we're the first internet people to discover Bad Ben.
2: You might be. Might be.
0: <laughs> anyway. You sh-
2: we sure did talk about it before Game
1: Grumps did.
0: Yeah.
2: We're not nearly as popular as them, but we found it
1: before them fuckers. Nah, I- we're definitely up there with the gr- the Game Grumps uh, sure, 7 sure. billion subscribers.
0: <laughs> uh, I like to think we put all that negative energy in the world ourselves, and we're to blame for it being in the zeitgeist. <laughs> um...
1: That'd be really funny, like, just someone was listening in, and then, like, they, it could just spread like that. Yeah, that'd
0: be great. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna read the description of this movie. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, <clears throat> Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour-goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened.
1: So, so found footage. Spoilers: It was Gorthak the entire time.
0: So Ravi was pretty close, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Damn
1: it! I can't believe I was wrong.
0: <laughs> what were you describing,
1: Ravi? I think Ravi had it. I, I thought Razor.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they had the puzzle box and Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, puzzle box. <laughs> We're never gonna watch Hellraiser. I don't like it that much. You don't like it, no.
1: I. It's really funny me like finding out how many like beloved movies you just absolutely
0: don't care about. So like, it's more like Hellraiser has like a really tainted history because it just has more garbage movies than anything else. Yeah, because the first two. No, I like the Friday Thirteenth and the Freddy movie and the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. All of them are way better than anything past the second Hellraiser.
2: Yeah, Hellraiser one and two are actually based off of the original book, and they're fine. Like, they're not the greatest horror movies ever, but, the, you know, the story's there, uh, the twists are there and everything like that. So, like, their first two are decent, and then it just flies off the fucking rails for three through 9
0: Mm-hmm. It's garbage. Yeah. It goes out of space like everything does eventually. It's, yeah. It's awful. Anyway. Yeah. Hell House LLC. So, I'm, what is it? It's like a company or what? Um, Hell House LLC is the name of the company. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. I guess. That's like the title though. That's the yeah. title. Okay. Hellhouse LLC. That is the title a, of the movie. Maybe just maybe I mean, that's why that was its like biggest the-
1: struggle. No one wanted to like have to pronounce that all the time.
0: Well, it has quite a cult following now, but it was extremely indie. I didn't hear about it until I was in King Cabin Fever. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. I think let's uh let's go watch it. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll be right back with our thoughts on Hellhouse LLC. And we're back from watching Hell House LLC. So I guess let's uh, just get some quick opinions here. Let's start with Robbie. So this is also just kind of a cardinal sin when it comes to a lot of sound footage. It,
2: uh, it, like in general, it does start out rather slow. It does build up for like a better payoff like towards the end, but like it kind of gives like this whole big hullabaloo blue at the beginning. Or, you know, something happened, and then there's a lot of nothing in the middle of it. But I will say this does at least have a good payoff at the end of it.
0: I think I have the opposite opinion of that. Really? Yeah. I don't
2: know. I guess I just mind. But like I feel like that is kind of a cardinal sin of a lot of found footage movies. As a found footage movie, I would say that this is decent. It's pretty okay.
0: Okay. I'll, <clears throat> I'll let E have yeah. his... Uh...
2: Without spoiling anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll let E get his thoughts in before I start to yell at you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Come at me, bro. As per usual. <laughs>
1: yeah, E, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm gonna. So I, I will. I'm gonna start with this. This movie is generally really impressive, knowing that it's a it's an independent movie. Yeah, like on par with some of the uh, big budget horror movies I've seen. Yeah, it's of really Like good. the ten horror movies I've seen, but <laughs> like I would put this visually better than Krampus. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is very much fair. So I want to give kudos to do that. Like this, you like setting up the the like soft serve that it's going to be like a uh, independent. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, like found footage. Yeah, it will be like kind of whatever. But yeah, no, this like is shot really well. Like very impressive.
0: It is independent enough to where I could not find the budget online. Ooh. <laughs> there's not technically It was actually $20 million <laughs> of <No>, the budget. <laughs> there's technically not a box office for it either because it was only shown on uh, at a film school for a while when he was like re-editing it and recutting it trying to try and get the final cut in and then shown at two different film festivals and then it was purchased and mm. put onto VOD immediately after. So there's not really a box office. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah yeah, uh, that out of the way, I'm going to say, I think this movie has a v- pretty good first three-fourths, and then <laughs> after that, I'm not really into it. Uh, yeah. I think it nails the documentary angle that it's going for. Like, that never fell in question to me except for, like, once, which is like, why would they keep that in a documentary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nails the relationship between the main characters pretty well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it shows its cards too much towards the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's kind of my
0: issue. I'm right there with you, actually. Um, which is the thing that I end up not liking about the sequels, because it's like, the end of this one's like, here's what's happening, and the other's like, here's really, really what's happening. Like, there's yeah. so much is happening. Oh, you, you thought the ace of our
1: sleeve was pretty cool? How about five more? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like,
0: literally, the entire third movie is like, what if this is just... Completely Lucifer, right? Like, what if all the hell? Like, it's just <laughs> super dumb.
1: Yeah. Um. yeah, like quite good. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and put it as number one found footage movie I've seen. Oh well, I guess uh Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Number two found footage movie I've seen. Was <laughs> Clo- Cloverfield was your first, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Again, unless you want to count like
0: the Scooby Doo project, which is
1: obviously a parody, I do. Yeah. I do
0: not count that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Uh, I agree with E on uh the first uh two two thirds of the movie.
1: Ooh. I, oh, you're giving a little less than <laughs> I'd gave then.
0: Are really really good. I think when. You get to see exactly what happened in the basement. Yeah. It loses me a lot. Yeah. And some of that is due to the effect that you see, which uh cut before that effect happened originally. It was just like dudes in robes. Uh huh. Um. And then I think it's just sort of mostly cheesy, except for a couple of like cool little yeah. Jewan style things in the background at the end end part. Um But yeah, I think like I think actually like the first half of this movie is solid gold like I think the mystery behind all of it and like questioning everything is so good I am 100% in disagreement about the beginning I, that is my favorite part 100% because it's just like every question in the world is open to you it just keeps tons of mysteries in there like it lets your imagination really flow which I think is what found footage does the best is it lets yeah. you try to think what's happening yourself um, so I fully disagree with you on that one Robbie
2: um, I th- I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't a mystery. I'm just saying it. It's slow, but that's a lot of found footage movies.
0: Yeah, but I think those are my favorite parts of found footage movies: is the slow parts, because that's when like your brain is really going off, like it's trying to figure things out and trying to like roll with it, and like yeah. it's starting to present the mystery. Which you guys know how I feel on mysteries. <laughs> uh, so like those those are always my favorite parts. My least favorite yeah. part of every found footage is the last 20 minutes of the found footage movie. That's ever. No matter what, no matter how much I like that movie. I think you
1: told me during Cloverfield, like, all found footage movie endings kind of suck.
0: Yeah, yeah, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's mm. it's real annoying. But yeah, they're like, they purposely made to kind of let you down, because you're supposed to leave with an empty feeling. Yeah. It's really annoying.
1: Uh, it's just one of the things,
0: like, it set up a
1: really cool mystery, and then the answer to the mystery was kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my feeling on it.
0: I agree. Uh, but I, the one thing that I'm glad you pointed out is the, uh, as- cinematography. <laughs> well, what? no, I mean, that's, that is what it is in those kind of movies. Um, the connection between all the characters, uh, so, like you yeah, really yeah. feel like these people really know each other. Yeah. I really like it. But no,
2: I do agree with that, that, um, there is like a good relationship between them. it. It does feel like a bunch of friends making a haunted house together. I did like that aspect of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I get. I'll I'll go more into it in a bit, but like I definitely like the the relationship about a certain character too, like that gets revealed later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll go more into that when we're yeah okay okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah,
0: generally enjoyed. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I'm not trying to like bash on this movie. I did enjoy
0: watching it. I think there's definitely things to bash on this movie. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna but, bash the yeah. ending too. But high no, uh, like that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying
2: though. Like there are, I'm just saying like there's things that are just kind of eh for me about this movie. But I wasn't like trying to bash it or anything. Like it's the fact that you're looking at me like you're gonna yell at me.
0: No, no, I'm just gonna stab this pen into your eye. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, no, I,
2: I, I get it, man. Yeah,
0: uh, found footage I think genre isn't also, perfect.
2: Yeah, I think that's also one of those like he was saying his first found footage was Cloverfield. Uh, it was Cloverfield. Like my first. Found footage movie that I watched was literally whenever uh, the Blair Witch Project came out. So I've been watch. I think it might be a side
1: effect of I've watched way too many found footage movies. I think you said that kind of ruined found footage in a
0: way, right? Um, I wouldn't say it ruined it. I would say it popularized the genre. Yeah. Uh, it made it to where people knew it was viable. I think. I think I don't. I don't know what my first found footage, like my very first actual found footage, was.
1: Uh, when you went into your parents' closet and found a unmarked VHS tape,
0: <laughs> no, thank God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want to say it was like it must have been either Wreck or the first Paranormal. I think to like my first one that I watched because I didn't watch Blair Witch when it came out. Yeah, I I was. It was one of those things where like everyone was like, "It's super scary." So I was like, "I'm not gonna watch it." Uh, and then like I watched it, as, and I was like, "This is fucking dog shit." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I thought that the Blair Witch Project was scary whenever I first saw it. I was ten when it first came out, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, but it horrified. Like your mom was fucking horrified of that. Yeah, movie.
2: my mom was horrified. Uh, I remember because we rented it back whenever rental stores were still a thing, and uh, we brought it to. My mom's boyfriend's house at the time and watched it there. Yeah. And then my mom was so scared after watching The Blair Witch Project that we she couldn't even walk to the car in the dark, and so we just stayed the night there that night.
0: The idea of somebody even being scared of that movie to me is actually hilarious. I
1: mean, yeah. I remember my grandma telling me that it's called, like, Them uh, horrified her when she was younger. Uh, the one that- about ants. <laughs> The one about giant ants and oh, uses like yeah. stock footage of ants. That's great. <laughs> she yeah. said that one terrified her, and she said she rewatched it. It was laughably terrible, like how the effects are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, also uh, my mom did come here whenever we
2: were recording an episode once and watched whenever we did um, Friday the Third. No, no, no. no, no. Um, Nightmare? Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. Yeah, and it, that was her reaction too. Is like she realized how bad it was because like she watched that whenever it was still new and it horrified her when she was younger, and then watching it with you know, 2020 glasses on, I guess I should say.
0: Like, the thing, I think, of why Blair Witch worked so well is because for what the idea was for that movie, the advertising didn't straight up say, like, this isn't real. The advertising actually said, this is real. All of this happened. Yeah. So, they- like, and then, like, at the end of the trailers, it'd be like, Not actual food, like it's real tiny. Like technically, it's there if you are like really reading it. Yeah, I like the idea that it was like a crazy paranormal thing.
1: and They released it in theaters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like that. And that was the whole
2: idea of it. Yeah, was that uh, they felt like you know these kids went missing out in the woods they went looking for them in the woods and they found this footage and yeah, yeah. they edited it for time and then put it out to like for everyone else to find
1: <laughs> it would be a super hollywood move move to do it but i just like the idea that they'd be like oh let's
0: just let's just throw it in theaters you know which like <laughs> if you go in thinking this is real and you go in like i'm just watching a, a few kids in the woods hanging out like totally understand how that would freak you out because 99 percent of that movie is yelling and leaves rustling and fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, most of that movie, I'm not even kidding, is fucking nothing. It's people badly arguing because they're bad actors, quite honestly. <laughs> well, they're bad
2: actors. Like, the most realistic thing is, like, they're saying, like, we like why don't we just leave? Like, we're done with this. I, like, I don't want to be here anymore.
0: Yeah, like, and the way that they filmed that movie is they would literally just abandon the actors at night and they'd fuck with them in the middle of the night. And they told him, like, no matter what happens, stay in character. If that camera is on, you are in character. That's the only thing he told them. That's the only direction they gave him and they told them general things that need that they need to be doing during the day when they're filming. But otherwise, they genuinely left them alone in the woods to film for a few days. They're like, "Uh, go stand in that corner and think about what you did." That's the you. you everybody knows the thing yeah. in Blair Witch.
1: Everything parodies
0: that. That this parodied that. That's I'm I'm gonna spoil Blair Witch because I don't give a shit. That movie sucks ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not bringing it on the podcast. We're not bringing that on the no.
0: podcast. I don't care how much of a quote unquote classic it is. Like, it's just not worth watching. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's better found footage classics we can bring in yeah. that. Yeah. But
0: also, I. I know what Blair Witch is, basically. Like, the last five minutes of the movie is in that house, black and white, person in the corner, movie ends. You never see anything. You never hear anything. The most you hear is rustling, the most you see is somebody standing in a corner. That is that movie. That movie is let your imagination run wild, and that's why it was so genius and it worked so well, is because... For most people, the idea was, like, this is real footage, oh my god, something actually happened, and their imaginations went fucking crazy. And so, like, the forums that did exist at the time when that came out, because there were some forums, yeah, speculations on what the plot of that movie actually was for the whole thing. Was it actually a witch? Was it aliens? Yada, 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 yada. It's like, that's one of those movies that, like, it's a water cooler movie, which we don't really <laughs> get anymore in that form of, like, a yeah, horror movie. The water coolers for budgetary reasons. Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, <laughs> now they got rid of because of COVID. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that was one of those movies, and it totally took over pop culture because not only were people arguing about what the plot was, but they are arguing if it was even real.
1: (laughs) Which, weird argument.
0: Yes, super weird, but the advertising on it was so convincing that people thought it was genuinely real. Yeah. So I could see going into that, thinking that it's a bunch of kids in the woods again, I could see how you would get scared or make yourself scared, but going into it knowing it's a movie... How do you do anything but be like, "I want all of my money back"?
1: (laughs) I don't think you can get a refund at movie theaters,
2: can you?
0: If you don't finish the movie, yeah,
2: like really. uh, The only time I've ever actually had a refund at a movie is, uh, I I think the projector broke, and we were in there for like thirty minutes in the dark, and like they just movie never showed up, so
1: we just left. (laughs) I did get a refund, but I did get a like free ticket.
0: Mm, Yeah, Shazam Uh,
1: Shazam broke when we were watching it. In the
0: most spectacular way possible. It was so
1: weird. It was awful. Like the (laughs) two films or whatever desynced. Yeah, I I remember you guys talking about that one.
0: Anyway, yeah. all of that to say- Blair Witch uh, sucks ass. Blair Witch (laughs) (laughs) sucks ass, and Hell House LLC is a million times better.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Um, There is literally, I'm going to call it a reference to Blair Witch in this.
1: Yeah.
0: um, Where a woman is standing in a corner and whispering- that's just, I, I don't think you can go anywhere, but that's clearly a reference to Blair yeah, Witch. Like yeah, like
1: the framing of it.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is like, yeah. But I mean, that's thing, way better than Blair Witch.
2: I mean, it's better <laughs> than Blair Witch, especially considering she's talking backwards while she's in the corner, too.
0: Yes. Uh, What she is also saying in the corner, if you reverse it, people have done that, obviously, is saying, "Um, I got to the door and the police let me out. Or by the time I got to the door, the police were there and let me out, is what she's saying. Hmm. Okay. Um, Which is fun for... Yeah, other things. Um, but ah. let's roll down the basic plot of this movie. Uh, I wanna I'm gonna roll down the basic plot of it. I'm gonna say spoilers, and I'm gonna start talking about some of my favorite parts of the movie. Okay, I feel like that's how I want to go with this one. Sure. Basic plot: There are five. Let me get that right. One, two, three, yeah, four, five. five people. They run a company called Hell House LLC, and their whole thing is every year during October they run a haunted house for thirty days. They pack up. It's it's a it's a genuine business model. People do it. Yeah. Um cuz you you're able to charge 100 and whatever dollars per head.
1: I was going to say I don't I wasn't I was trying to figure out how they were making money. I didn't know you had to pay for that one.
0: Uh you if it's a haunted house that you're like going and waiting in line in during October, you're paying a pretty penny. I think for yeah. generally the ones around our area, they have a dual pack thing cuz they're in two different parts of town, uh-huh. but they're just from the same company. So you can go to one for 60 or both for 80. Uh, and then your voucher is good for like 10 days yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, why wouldn't you pay for 80? So, you obviously do. 80 per head. Less than 80. But like 80 per head. At the very least, you're going with a date. So, they've made $160 for you to walk through a room already. Every time I've gone, I've gone with a large group of at least six or at least four other people. So, six in total. So, they're making half a thousand dollars off of just us. And there's a huge line there all day and mm. all night for October. They're making tons of money. They're doing great. It's, yeah. it's a genuinely great business model if you're able to pull it off. Fair enough. It only takes, well, there's actually quite a bit of preparation and all of it and stuff and safety concerns and you have right. to hire police and security and whatnot. But, like, yeah, you make a lot of money.
1: I guess my opinions on haunted houses and my opinions on dating may, might make that not make any sense to me.
0: It can <laughs> still be a fun family event.
1: No, nah, I fucking, I've been to a haunted house. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Like, it, I was just scared the whole time. And then I left. I was like, that wasn't actually that scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes, actually. Yeah.
1: Like, like, but I was like clinging on to my friend the whole time because I just fucking hate
0: getting scared in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. No, I go into it like, I'm, I'm letting my guard down. I'm going to, if a scare happens, I want to be scared. Like, I'm going into that wanting to be shocked or scared. And usually what ends up happening is I have a real, uh, this guy's an asshole. Look on my face constantly because I just don't smile much. So
1: you get punched by every single actor there.
0: No, what usually ends up happening is they're like ah, and I'm like oh, uh, they're like, and then they like say a joke, because like, almost every single time I'm closer to Halloween, and the actors, the people in the haunted house, they're pretty bored by ten o'clock at night because they've been going yeah. for seven hours already. So they're just doing whatever entertains them at that point. I've been in a haunted house. That's what I did. So <laughs> you usually end up getting a few jokes throughout the whole thing. And so just scares. And like, it's an atmosphere thing. Yeah, sure. You let yourself sure. melt into it. It's just a fun event to go to. You wait in line. You talk to some people. Maybe you talk about some horror movies. One of them here that I haven't been to one since 2019 because of, you know.
1: Obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious yeah, reasons, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> my fr- hurt put, obviously. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um... But, like, it's fun, like, waiting in line, waiting for other horror people. The one here has a, had a projector. I don't know if it still does, but it would play horror movies while you're waiting in line because you're usually in line for about horror. the length of a movie. Um, playing music, there's other people in cost. It's a, it's an event. It's super, yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Most people have been to them. If you haven't, you should. It's super expensive and dumb and only takes about 15 minutes to walk through it, but it's a good time.
3: Good this, so. movie, this
0: movie <laughs> encapsulates all of that. Um, it really has the feeling of, like, a bunch of assholes running a haunted house as being an asshole who did that. Robbie was also involved. Was, was Robbie an asshole? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, it counts. Like, there's that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I've also been in, like, smaller. Counts. What? But All this yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, All this to y- say, haunted yeah. houses are cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are cool. They can be profitable if you do them right kind of thing. And that's the whole idea of this. It's like, you know, five assholes that made a business model of making haunted houses every single year.
0: And it captures that feeling very yeah. well. Uh, which I think is what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it does that really well, and it really lets you get to know them because it starts off with showing not the actual tragedy itself, but the surrounding portions of the tragedy and some of the videos and visuals and stuff like mm. that from inside, from a random person's perspective who was recording in the year 2009 off of their little handy cam thing. Yeah. uploaded like, to YouTube. Yeah, the tragedy takes place in 2009. The documentary, just like the lens that we're looking at through to them, looking at the old footage and stuff, takes place in 2015. I believe it is. Um,
1: Us viewing takes place in 2022.
0: <laughs> you listening to this, whatever. Yeah. Insert date. <laughs> um, Comment the date you're listening to <laughs> below. Yeah, engagement. Um, so, yeah, it captures all of that really well. And you get this documentary crew like interviewing people saying like "Wow, well, what happened to the event like what have you heard about this event and stuff like that and then one of the people who worked uh, one of the five the only woman involved in the Hell House LLC company comes in and she's like hey I'm here to interview and she's like hands a, literally a bag full of tapes over mm-hmm. and she's like uh, here's everything I know um, let's uh, you guys can watch them it's like hey you go start looking at these we're gonna continue this interview and then from there, you get to the found footage aspect of the found yeah. footage movie.
1: It like pieces together the uh, before.
0: Yeah. And so you get to start seeing, I think it's 49 days or 41 days. It's
1: 48. 46
0: maybe? Somewhere between 40 and 50 days yeah. <laughs> uh, be, uh, before Halloween night where the event takes place. Or so like September, 8th, no, uh, August-ish start. August-ish, early September-ish. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Um, and it slowly counts down, and you get to see some of the horrifying events happening until the big thing. Um, which I'll say, spoilers for some of the scares in the movie and some of the set pieces from here on out. Uh, I'll give another spoiler warning when we're about to say the actual ending yeah. plot point. Uh, but I wanted to start talking about some of our favorite scares with this group. So here's a
1: question that you're probably going to think is weird. Mm-hmm. What, like, constitutes a scare? Because I think um, my mind has been just tainted too much about, like, the horror movies that came out when I was watching a lot of movies. Like. Which is, like, jump scare. So, like, in my head, like, that constitutes a scare. And this movie kind of doesn't have those. Yeah.
0: Uh. So, I think I would say, like, maybe set piece is better. Like, things are happening. Or, like, what do you think the scare is maybe is better?
3: <laughs> um.
0: I don't know, there's like one scene in particular towards
1: like the like an hour ten minute mark in the movie. So if you guys want to go through some earlier than almost done with the movie, (laughs) go ahead.
2: (laughs) Uh, I think when it comes to the difference between like jump scares and like the other kind of scares that this movie does pretty well is uh, this one's more of like a, almost like a foreboding terror, if you will. Like something you see that's coming towards you and you can't do anything about it. Like that sense of, almost like a sense of dread, if you will. And I feel like this one, this movie does the dread aspect a lot better than it does like the jump scare because there are jump scares, quote unquote, but they're eh.
0: Are they best. really? I... So that's one of the things that I really respect about this movie actually is that there are jump scares, but it sticks to the found footage thing of like, they're not going to add a soundtrack to found footage. So yeah. there's not going to be like a stinger because that would really take you out of it. And so I feel like the thing that this does best is like there are technically things that would be a jump scare in any other movie. They would add a stinger this movie does not add the stinger, but the jump scare still exists. Mm. Yeah.
2: Like, um, I guess a good example of like, what would be a jump scare in this movie is like, uh, whenever they're down in the basement and those three clown dummies are sitting there and like, they're all looking one direction. And when he turns back around, they're all staring at him and he freaks out. Uh, that would be constituted as like a jump scare in this movie.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Again, spoilers for skaters. But yeah, there's yeah.
2: no, there's no stinger wherever like, you know, you hear like high pitched violins or something like that.
1: Now maybe if I, I've just been tainted by like early internet and, bad that probably is what it is Honestly, <laughs> <'cause laughs> especially
2: in like the early 2000s jump scares is just like oh this is definitely just horror now and so everything had to have a jump
0: scare yeah. so i'm gonna go ahead and talk about what is literally my favorite scene in the entire movie Whoa! um it's the one that i i when i watched it, i was like okay this is fucking this is this is tight um the guy's walking around. I think his name is Paul. He's walking around mm. with the camera, doing his camera thing. He's like looking through the haunted house, and like it's a fun scene because you're seeing all the stuff that they've been putting up. And there's a guy reading a book on the chair. And he's like, hey, where's whatever his name is? I don't, yeah. I don't care about their names. <laughs> um, Tony. He's like, uh, uh, probably Tony. He's like, I think he's like downstairs. He's around or something. He's like, okay. And so he's like going through. He's going through like the bar and the dining. And he gets to this one little area that's almost to going downstairs into the basement. And the creepy clown thing that they found is standing there and looking towards the basement. And he's like, hey, what are you doing, Tony? I'm going to call him. What um, you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you doing? And he, like, looks down to the basement, looks back up, and the clown is looking at him. In yeah. any other movie, they're moving like, done! But this movie just like, mm. what the fuck, man? Like, okay, haha, very funny, I get it. Uh, And then he walks away, goes back, and then the Tony guy is there, he's like, no, no, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck, man? That's not fun and, like he runs back and goes and the clown's gone. That is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that mm. one was pretty good. Uh because it it is it is what in a traditional horror movie would be a stinger jump scare. And they don't do the jump scare thing. They just mm. let it linger and be like that was fucking weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, that is one thing I do like about it, is it lets certain uh certain scares linger. I guess another good example of one is whenever Paul is like getting ready to go to sleep that night and like he puts the camera up and kind of doing like a little like all right I'm going to bed this is kind of what we did this day and like this is what we're expecting and blah 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 yeah and you just see a shadow just kind of coming in through the door yeah yeah. and like it doesn't like you like I said it doesn't have like a stinger do it it doesn't pay mind to it or like attention to it until like he turns around and looks and realizes like someone's there and it's like like can I help you like what do you want kind of thing and they just turn around and walk away.
1: It's like, alright, that was that was weird. Yeah,
0: yeah I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Also,
1: uh, for once I actually remembered all the characters' names that oh. matter. Um guy who runs it is Alex. Yeah. His girlfriend's Sarah. Uh his best friend's Mark, uh, and his employees are Tony and Paul. Nice, i I'm like eighty percent sure that's all I their think, names Yeah, I actually I, got I think them. you're right. Yeah. I don't know why this one. Maybe because 'cause they're all like the super whitest names. I don't they know. Are,
0: they are <laughs> super, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so there there's all the names. Yeah. Okay. But yeah,
2: uh that was a good one. I think weirdly enough, my favorite one just because once again it's another like sense of dread kind of scare is whenever he are uh, right before things start to get really fucked up, is uh whenever Paul wakes up and turns on the light and there's just somebody sitting in his room and he doesn't notice that they're there, but they're just always in the shot. And yeah. then once he realizes who's there, he does the thing that children usually do whenever they're scared because he just doesn't know what to do is he hides underneath the blanket and just does like the it's not really there, I didn't just really see that and then like looks up and you, she's still sit, sitting there and she's a little bit closer now and then goes back down underneath and like just that sense of like something bad is going to happen to him and you know it's going to happen and there's nothing he can do about it kind yeah. of sense of dread mm-hmm. that it, that scene has think like that's probably one of
1: my favorite scares in the movie. Yeah. uh I guess I'll go with the scare that I think is a scare. It's kind of long to call a scare, but like uh, when uh, Paul and I think it's Mark, it might've been Tony, like are woken by a screaming mm-hmm. and like the clowns at the bottom of the steps. Oh, that's good. Yeah. that. Yeah, and The and parts of like,
2: the clowns just in general are pretty good in this movie. Yeah,
1: but like it's this sort of like unnerving atmosphere for the rest because it doesn't just end there. Like that's not the s- scare for the most part. Yeah. Like, they, like, are, like, oh, fucking Alex is probably messing with us. So, like, they're t- trying to take the clown back, and then they see Sarah in the in the Blair Witch reference, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, doing the backwards talking, and, like, they go to see what's up. They're, like, what is going on? And she's, like, doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. And, like, they turn around, and the clown's just gone. And, like, it's just a, the addition of every single thing, like, just... It's like a suffocating atmosphere. Yeah, that like, is
0: that is what I would call a set piece moment. Er, okay, yeah, because <laughs> like,
1: uh, I mean, I'm not embarrassed by this, so I'll just say, like, I do get like anxiety attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dry has seen me have it when he watched uh Midsummer. Yes, I got pretty close because of this scene.
0: I did hear your breathing. Yeah. I, uh... Um,
1: I think what saved me in this one from just having uh one is just that there wasn't like a big like thing at the end like there wasn't like a scare yeah at the exact end yeah so it's just unnerving but then it goes
0: on yeah see and that's what we i i think i end up and i don't think i've been able to, like really vocalizes about what i think about like why i love horror so much is or what i think the best horror does is it doesn't let you have a release yeah really this movie does eventually get there all movie all horror movies eventually get there um but this movie does such a good job of continuously building up the tension until it's decided it's done. And I think this movie is a little more abrupt on that than I yeah. would like. like um, are trying to, Is Midsummer like a horror?
1: Like, or is it? It's a horror. Uh, yeah, like, Midsommar kind of has that release in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you're left with the aftermath, which is an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, like, Midsommar's this, a weird movie. Despite having an anxiety attack, I do think Midsommar is a very good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's... It's a weird movie.
1: I guess two anxiety attacks during that one, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um,
1: I've wanted to see that movie, but I've held
2: off because I know that I wants to bring to the podcast yeah. eventually. Yeah. E will not be on that one. Oh, wow, yeah. what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that is like having that, once again, that sense of dread throughout all of that of just like, you know, they're kind of in a fucked situation. I will say this movie does have a release though, but it's it's like in sections. Kind of. Like- I wouldn't say a release, but it has relief. Yeah, well, it. yeah, reliefs, I should say, kind of like you know, it's building up pressure, but it feels like you know they kind of like let off the pressure uh, for like a little bit, and then they add, then they you know start adding more pressure onto it, and then they'll release it for a little bit, and then add it back on, kind of thing. And it's a constant, uh, I guess you can say, like adding up the pressure and then stopping, it, adding up the pressure and stopping, it, adding up the pressure and then stopping.
0: Yeah, and I think that that what they do so well with that is because they'll cut to daytime. Like in that part there, they're all very like lost and confused and then they go back upstairs and then just boom, abrupt cut right to daytime. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't let you off with like Ah giant scare and then you're done. Like, because in horror movies, scientifically, when you have that big giant jump scare after all the tension build up, tension's just gone. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. have to work again to build that back up.
1: It's when you hit the over the hill on a roller coaster in a way.
0: Yeah. And this movie doesn't let you go over the hill for a very, very long time. And mm-hmm. I think most good horror movies do that. Uh, Hereditary, 100%, is one of those movies. Yeah. And to the point to where it almost feels like you're just a completely drained human being by the time you get over that hill. It's usually people's opinions on it, yeah. <laughs> um, I think The Conjuring, the first Conjuring specifically, does a really good job of that. Um, a, few, a few horror movies that I'd like to bring do that really well but mm-hmm. i think those are the best horror movies the one that keep building it up until the end to where the climax mm, hit or miss in a lot of mm-hmm. these honestly um i think and this is mostly a miss but it, it it does have that uh over the hill yeah. moment um but yeah I, I like that i like that scare a lot another one that i really really liked is um i always call it the Juon effect because that's the movie that i can relate it back to the most because in juon um for people who haven't seen juon it's the original grudge um, uh the japanese the, yes, yeah the original the, japanese one um it wasn't called the grudge it was just juon um same basic plot for the first movie completely different for the second one um but the thing that makes that stand out and why it is so very very different from the american grudge the american grudge is very much an early 2000s horror movie Mm -hmm. things jump out and scare you blah 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 juan almost doesn't have any jump scares at all but there's constantly something in the background to look out for and it's terrifying because there's always something there and so it always has that feeling in the back of your head of like they're not going to jump out and like do a scare but i know they're always watching and that's the kind of horror movie that really sticks in your head when you go to be- when like you lay yeah. down your head at night yeah. cuz then suddenly you're not like thinking like oh if i get off this bed jump scare you're like there's just something under my bed and i can't do anything about it like yeah. it gets those like thoughts rolling in your head it's i the... think that on rewatches there's more and more that i see in this that have there's so many scenes that have the little juan effect in there there's always something in the background there's yeah, always that's like ghost interesting or something. part about this
2: yeah I noticed that a couple of times. I didn't always notice it though, but I feel like some some of those Juan effects kinda of fell flat and other ones like like did stick with me. I feel like with that Juan effect what it mostly is, it's almost like being stalked by a predator. Like if you're yeah. in the middle of the forest alone and you realize that there's just a mountain lion watching you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah.
2: kind of that feeling. Uh, I feel like this movie does, I I noticed it a couple times, I probably didn't notice all of them, which is why I I say, like, some of the scenes just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Which maybe, like I said, I wasn't paying enough attention to the background for it. But, um, there were a couple times I did notice it, and sometimes I feel like it felt flat, and then other times it did work.
0: Well, I think that's what's so great about it, though, is that, like, it's not meant to be, like, a, (gasps) thing, it's just, like... That is there, yeah. Like yeah. there's, there's. Well, like no I said, it's just or... like
2: you're like looking in the background, and then you realize, oh shit, that's there.
0: Yeah, I will say
1: there's one specific one I can think of that's supposed to be like a gasp moment, and they, the one that they pause on, kind of yeah, like with the the door, like when yeah. they're setting up a uh, hanging doll yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a door slowly opens. Because, like I, I mean de- obviously yeah. that's what's gonna happen they yeah they stop they put the camera down so it doesn't shake anymore, yeah <laughs> and, like it's just it's kind of bad, in yeah, of, that like, one fell flat, like and, like the door swings open, like there's one cool thing where like a figure just moves in front of the camera mm-hmm. like that's that's fine, like that fits in tone,
0: yeah, um,
1: then there's like when the door's open, there's just a bunch of cartoon eyes like looking. Until the door just slams shut. And it's kinda of like okay. It's silly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a little tonally.
0: Not everything works. No. Um, but I think this I has more hits than misses for the most part, I would say. Yeah. Until you know, the end. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> Robbie
1: saying uh not noticing things reminded me. Uh there's a part in this where like unexplained things about the the abaddon hotel Mm -hmm. and they're like oh if you take a look at the google maps yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) when i did it there's like this blur on one of the on one of the pillars uh, on one of the pillars i was like oh it's a thing where like all the uh, there's a blur so there's like a ghost face i completely missed there's just a guy standing on the second floor
2: Mm -hmm. and i think part of that is like um I don't know if it's still up, but there used to be a website called Shipbricks.com. Mm-hmm. And what it is it was just like a bunch of photos on there of just like when you see it, you'll ship bricks. And it's like uh, hidden jump scares, if you will, almost like you're looking at the picture and then you notice something's there kind of thing. Yeah, And so because <laughs> that and also early 2000s did that a lot of just like, oh, here's, all right, here's proof of a ghost. And then like you just kind of see someone standing in the background. Yeah. And kind of I think I've seen a lot of that, so I know what to look for <laughs> I get, with
1: those. I'm going to say in my defense, it is like a thing people used to claim proved ghost is like how it would do the Google face blur randomly because you know AI is infallible like it never makes mistakes never
0: yeah. um, the thing that this movie doesn't explicitly say or at least not that my memory serves is that the ghost you see uh, spoilers mm-hmm. I guess for plot stuff uh, is Alex the guy who runs Hell House LLC oh, yeah uh, if you look closely at his face it's him just hmm. kind of like oh that's huh well, I don't I remember
1: was... his face enough to <laughs> do that, but it's a yeah. generic white guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um But yeah, I, I I like I like all the scares in this. I like the Even the door? Oh, maybe not all the scares. <laughs> I like most of the scares in this. Yeah.
2: There are some good scares because like I said, it is a lot of that like almost foreboding something is watching you kind of scare. Yeah. Which is always, like you said, it doesn't give you as much of a relief as like, oh, that was scary kind of jump scares. Yeah. And uh yeah, like it does that very well, but then, like I said, there are like a few that just kind of fall flat. Like the door one at the very beginning, like I kind of just uh, rolled my eyes at that because that's what it is. They put the camera down, uh, door opens, someone walks in front of the camera. Whenever he looks at the door, and the door closes it, or shuts itself, and the two guys walk downstairs. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it, it
1: is like actually a Hanna Barbera
2: type, yeah. thing. yeah, like yeah. It's
0: something you can see
1: in fucking Scooby Doo.
0: It's super, super silly. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, I do agree with you that clown actually like some of the things he did. That was pretty terrifying.
0: So good. So good. Yeah,
2: because uh, that's one. I remember you tell me about this or that scene before we actually watched it. You know, he thinks it's uh, Tony playing a joke on him and like, hey, what you looking at, bud? And then looks up and it's like it's staring at him. That was a pretty good one. then also when they go down to the basement and like it goes from all three of the clowns are staring in one direction. Then he looks back at them and all three of them are staring at him, even though none of them have opposable necks. Yeah, uh, that one was really good, too. <laughs> um, I think one that kind of like it was good at first, but they I feel like they went too long with it was the piano one. Ever like, they heard someone playing the piano.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that just depends on how you feel about piano. I uh, think it's
1: I, a beautiful instrument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I have had too many nights sleeping in churches. Um,
1: <laughs> And a rat falls on the piano and, like, it makes, like, a... No, comb. just
0: somebody is, like, playing it in the middle of the night because kids fuck with stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was just always the creepiest fucking thing to me. So the piano stuff hits pretty hard for me on this one, actually. It's, okay. like, super creepy um he played too much mario
1: 64 i think actually
0: (laughs) uh this is also one of those movies that like even some of the lame stuff hits a lot harder when it's midnight in the complete dark by yourself
2: yeah and i feel like this is one of those movies if you're watching it alone in a dark room probably hits a lot harder than us watching it at three o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) i'm gonna
1: say it won't mean much for me because i was fucking scared of a goddamn christmas special when i was watching it at two in the morning <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like, uh, it's like a weird statement for me to hear because like anything will scare me at two in the morning.
0: <laughs> um, the overall plot thing that I well actually I want to talk about the clowns real quick. A little fun fact about the clown. Okay. They're uh, all real. Yeah, they're all real clown masks that they no um. So the thing about the mannequin like not having a posable neck, uh, is true. Actually, the reason why they had that whole setup thing is because the mannequin they had actually didn't have an imposable neck. It also ended up having to be one of the actors in the clown thing whenever it was standing up because the mannequin couldn't stand on itself. So it literally was
2: just a guy standing in the...
0: It was one of the actors. It was the guy who either played Tony or Alex in it at any given point Um, because they just couldn't have a mannequin stand there. The ones they had didn't work. Um, The other thing that's also really, really fun about this that kind of copies the plot uh, of itself somehow is in the movie, they go to this ho- uh, the hotel, the Abaddon hotel because it was abandoned and stuff like that, haunted mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, what they actually did, and was ended up being free effects for them was the place that they filmed this uh that place just existed. They took over a hotel and created a haunted house, so they went in there and they're like, could we use your haunted house to film a movie? And they're like, Yeah, sure. It's so, like that fake wall and stuff like that. That was already put it in there like a oh, lot that's of cool. a lot of like the props and stuff were just props from that. And they're like, Yeah, just yeah, go for it. Um apparently they're very happy about it because it brought a ton of tur- tourism to that because yeah. it was it's still a Is the town actually yeah. called Avaton. Um no. <laughs> um <laughs> I just like <laughs> I mean, they explain
1: it later. But like, just like I mean, it makes sense because um, Abaddon in like
0: it is in Lehipton, Pennsylvania. Okay, and the place that they took over and then functioned afterwards still was called the Waldorf Hotel. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: Ganondorf's younger brother.
0: Canon Cannondorf's younger brother. <laughs> I mean, it also
2: makes sense because it's like what I told you guys with uh, that movie El Mariachi, another mm. very low-budget movie, mm-hmm. was um, two of the actors in there were actually uh, two newscasters, basically, who, yeah. like, hey, like, do you want to be in our movie? And, like, yeah, sure, and it became, like, free advertisement for both the movie and for the news group because, like, uh, like hey, your favorite newscaster is going to be in this movie. And then also, and, like, hey,
1: your favorite movie is a real newscast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, just dumb things like that. Wherever, like you said, mm. it's one of those like you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yeah, yeah. which that is kind of cool that they did that
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I think like not now obviously because capitalism, but like <laughs> a lot of early movies would like uh have random sodas and whatever like agree to being in the movie because it right. was a form of advertisement. Yeah,
0: now you have to pay. Yeah, or get paid for that thing to be there,
1: which I think is very fun. Uh, when you get to just make up your own things, yeah. like a cartoon,
0: yeah, or uh, how J.J. Abrams did with his slush show and stuff like that, yeah, for all of his movies. Um, which ends up connecting Cloverfield to Star Trek because they both have slush show. Uh,
1: and actually, this is uh the prequel to Cloverfield. <laughs> if you look in the background, there's actually the meteor. <laughs> I just I wanted to like joke about the randomest movies. Just saying, if you look in the background for four frames, you can see the meteor.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, plot spoilers. Let's get into what the end of this movie is here. Yeah. Um, we better. I don't like it. I I no, don't. I think it's just kind of lame.
2: Yeah. It, it does once again kind of fall flat a little bit. But it's one of those they try to make it a big spectacle,
1: and it just I feel like for
2: whatever the budget was of this movie it just didn't work.
1: So I gotta ask, what you like said there was just a scene that just turned to black. Was that the main scene that had stuff added or was there more throughout this ending?
0: Um, so the effects thing that was added, uh there's like a couple scares and a couple longer scares there in the middle. Uh I think the basement clown scene where they all turn isn't one of the things added in the director's cut.
1: Okay, yeah, that's pretty
0: good. Um and then I think one of them where he's like wandering around, uh And you see, like, some things in the background. Um, That one is added. Um, And then the ending where it's actually in the basement. Um, What happened in the basement before, because the basement scare is supposed to be, like, the end of the the haunted house. For them, they, like, do this last scare and they walk out and that's the exit. Is how they explain it in the movie. And there's, like, a girl on the wall and she's Mm -hmm. chained up and actually chained up for some reason. Even though you would definitely not actually do that in a haunted house. But whatever.
1: Uh, well, I don't think they did a lot of stuff you should do in a real haunted house. They yeah, also true. didn't have cameras down there.
0: It's, yeah, that's very true. Um, So there that's their, and the, their excuse for not having cameras. Is like, okay, we'll have just a, our guy down here, like a big dude and a clown thing. He'll scare them, and he'll also work as security if anybody gets fresh with the person. So at the end, what ends up happening, the incident that you end up seeing, is a bunch of robed guys appear in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um... And they start advancing, everybody starts running, and they they kill the girl, the clown guy runs away, Um, and then just the people start getting killed. Um, How it originally is in the not-director's cut is all the clown guy, or all the robe guys are advancing towards people, and then it cuts out, and then goes towards people running out uh, in the hall and stuff like that. The added effect shot, and I get why he wanted to do it, because he had had this trilogy planned from the very get-go. So I get why he wanted it. But it's literally a hole opens up in the basement and they start getting dragged into it. And it looks It's bad. Just it, like the worst dumb. photoshop possible, maybe. And I get it. Like, no budget. I totally understand. We if we were to film a movie, we couldn't do better. I get it. No, I would have
1: just drawn the hole in the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like I feel like it is actually worse because of that effect shot. Yeah, mm. I mean, whenever you
2: said that add the effect shot, the what came to mind for me and what I w- thought would have been better is if it was darker and so they didn't have a way to like actually film there being a hole in the ground and so like you just see her being dragged like what it looks like into the floor, but it's so dark you can't see what or what she's being dragged into. Basically, that's what I thought the uh, original shot would have been, which I feel would have been way better for this because you see too much. And it makes the effect shot look fake and dumb.
0: Yeah. Also, if you pay close attention, it's a, it's a low budget movie. A lot of the scenes were like, wake up in the middle of the night. There's just light coming through the windows. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's a part like where the documentaries, whatever you call those, uh they're like, Oh, it's five in the morning. If we show up now, <laughs> yeah. we have an
0: hour and it's fucking
1: It's the like middle moon. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: there's also in the basement, if you look not very closely even there's a back wall to the basement. If you just look to the sides or under it, there's clearly way more room there. <laughs> uh, they just they just put up like a cardboard wall.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was purposeful
1: because it's a uh, haunted house. But they're able to they, play it they, off they, as that because it's yeah. the,
0: the thing. But like the actual production,
1: there's a yeah. They get to play a lot off because it's a haunted house. Like mm-hmm. some of the effects are kind of like some of the props are really laughable. Yeah, but like.
0: But they can play it off because, yeah. like, Haunted House, like, it's very, it's genius, actually, for, like, having a very low-budget movie of being able to, like, do a bunch of dumb things like that yeah. and have it play it, as well.
1: It reminds me of you, you telling me about Clerks. Yeah.
0: How he just couldn't open that door or whatever to the garage. Oh, no. So, like, yeah, in <laughs> Clerks, the reason why the shutters are closed because they were only able to film at night because it was a functioning business. He has got permission from his boss because he worked there during the day. To film at night when everything was closed, and then he would clean up in the morning. Yeah, and so the reason, the actual excuse that they had to come up with for not being able to see outside because it was middle of the night, is that oh the shutters are stuck. There's gum in the lock. I can't open it. It's like until <clears throat> they made the excuse. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but with this ending, like it just kind of takes all the wind out, really. Yeah, because like it's it's one of those things where whatever you thought could have been the reason, is way scarier than what it is. It's just dudes in robes.
0: It's dudes in robes Satanist and Satanist, if you
1: want to get specific. But yeah.
0: Like... Um, and, like, it makes sense for what he ended up wanting to do with it, but I think that also ends up going into why I don't like the second one so much. Mm-hmm. Is because the second one is very much in Grave Encounters 2 style. of yeah. It took the ending of the first one, and it just ran with it 1,000%. And went way too far into that whole idea. I mean
2: I don't know if you want or want to bring Grave Encounters to the podcast or not. I would like to, as Okay, point. I I don't want to ruin it. Like I was gonna say uh one of my main gripes about um Grave Encounters too, because like you know, they run with it a thousand percent, except for like the part for me that made the ending actually terrifying. Like I I can tell you later off of the podcast sure. what, what it was. But like they completely just like, okay, forget about that specific part right there but everything
1: else like we're going with thousand percent yeah yeah uh it's just like weird and like me there's a lot of stuff like this where it might just be my oversaturation like it being satanist is a very tired trope Mm -hmm. nowadays but like so weird that that's just it like yeah yeah. uh, it's just nothing else like i mean
2: yeah because it seemed like they're playing it up to a bigger thing because like the whole thing of like oh this Place uh the original owner um thought that uh there was an actual portal to hell underneath here. And like they yeah. tried playing into that, but like you know, Satan Satanist down there. I thought like an actual demon might pop out or something, or like uh I think for m- me like my brain was going towards like the reason everyone was running away and trying to get out of there wasn't because some rogue characters down there, but like maybe a hellhound was like eating the girl that was chained to the wall or something. And like
1: so. maybe it's someone just like <laughs> I have a weird expectation of horror. I thought it was kind of going for like the shining kind of angle. Hmm. Where like you don't know what's real or yeah, what's not. And like if it's that's what all I was hoping in Alex's for. head.
0: Yeah. Um I'm going to spoil some of the second one here cuz okay, I'm never going to bring it. Yeah. I'm not going to bring I mean, the it. The way that
2: you're talking about the second and third one I figured you weren't going to bring
0: them. The third one fixes some of the second one's problems, but the second one I will also say puts um the house in the same situation that the place that the uh Asylum in Grave Encounters is at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's the same Just exact kind of space. trope. Okay. So it, the second one is all that. That's all the second one is. Um, but with like a, a bunch of random people because it doesn't stick with one character. Right. Um. But yeah. So the second one goes into the deeper story of explaining a bunch of stuff which is the opposite of what you want to happen. It starts explaining about how Alex knew all the Satanist stuff was there and he purposely did all of this. They never had permission to even build the thing there. Um... He knew all about it, and he was purposely doing that to, to sacrifice all of this, all the people. Because um, he was secretly a Satanist also. Uh, he knew about the owner, who was also a Satanist, who runs the place. And then the third one just goes full into that. You see the original guy as a ghost. He, like, has tons of conversations with people in it. It's not good. Ooh. Um, yeah. We'll never bring them because they're just not quality enough, in my opinion, to want to tell people about There's it. There's nothing to about
2: them to even... It's Very even, little, yeah. Not even it's a so bad. It's or so yeah, bad. It's good.
0: There I mean, are a couple more clown scares in the second one, but they're kind of repeats in a way. Yeah, uh, I think the third one has a couple of really cool scares, but nothing that's worth watching the entire movie for. Like
1: he, he's definitely setting that up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of like stuff about Alex that's honestly really interesting in this. Like. Mm-hmm. The, it does let on that he knew a lot of the stuff before this, yeah. Because like, uh, like, there's what,
2: a, wherever they start talking about the rumors, and he's trying shutting him up about it because yeah. he doesn't want it, anyone to know about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: like one of the actors, they find she's like, "Oh man, I, are are you guys kind of like nervous here?" And They're like, "What?" Yeah, it's like, "Yeah," because all the rumors with the guy who was here, and Alex is like, "No, no, that happened."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the second and third just super dive into what that deeper story yeah, that is.
1: That is a bit unfortunate. Um. One really, one thing I think is phenomenal here is like Tony. Uh, they find, uh, it's do they find him or is it when he starts missing Paul? Uh, like he just gets fed up with all this. He's like, We can't open. This is stupid. We gotta fucking leave. It's after the clown scare, I yeah, guess. So yeah, it's yeah. right after they find Paul. And yeah, because like, it's
2: whenever Paul won't get out
1: of bed, I think. Well, like they just find Paul and they're like, Paul doesn't, hasn't said a single word yeah um but like tony's like fed up and just tries to leave and uh mark goes to follow him and with the camera and he's like wait okay just before you leave there's one thing i have to say and then it just glitches out and Mm -hmm. you don't know what actually is said and it just goes to them in the field with tony being like i I can't leave i guess yeah so it's like it's really interesting because you wonder you're like what was it about like is it that Ale- like this is the hail mary for their company? Yeah, like if is we it- don't do
2: this, we're gonna we're all gonna bottom out, or like um uh, like we have no money left, or we're filing for bankruptcy, whatever else it might yeah.
1: be. Because like it's interesting, because only Alex and Mark know about it. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is it so important? Only they can know. Like he- Alex didn't even tell his girlfriend about th- whatever it is.
0: The sequels explain that. It is. It, it explain up. They don't leave a single mystery by the end it's of the so third dumb. one.
1: Yeah. Um. I like don't want to know the answer. but probably just for like people <laughs> listening and like just for completion's sake.
0: What is it? Uh, it's his excuse or the lie that he told people is that the company was bottoming out. Their financials had been in ruin okay. for many years. That's not terrible. Okay. Then, but like, he had. But he had told everybody that they were doing amazing and that yeah. this actually cost them a lot of money to rent this place whereas actually they didn't have permission and it was illegal for them to be there. Okay, that's yeah.
1: better than like
0: what I, mean, I was yeah, thinking that,
1: they would. I mean, try to my th- say.
2: Th- yeah, my thought of it was uh like they don't even have enough money to get home. So if they don't do this they're like they're stuck. They like yeah. this is like they have no other choice.
0: That's what yeah. he tells people and it's partially true, partially not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: even try to explain that really they came and just leave that <laughs> maybe it's, it's probably true, I don't know. Yeah. Uh I I hate these sequels already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like uh, what
2: Drya said because it uh Grave Encounters still my favorite found footage movie, or horror movie I should say. And um they do the same thing with the second one, is like they leave no st- uh, stone left unturned. What is one. it
1: with like all these horror movies and having just dog shit
2: sequels? I don't know, 'cause like there's a ton of mystery in Grave Encounters and like they give you like little hit hints and like bits and pieces of what's going actually going on in the background, but you have to like piece it together yourself. And that's what makes it so good. It's because like that mystery is always there. And movie, and then they just complete like in the second one, they just explain everything.
0: Ugh. Wreck. Same way. Uh, tons and tons of mystery. Hints at the end. Second one just fully explains everything that's happening. That's dumb.
2: Yeah. Found I, footage
0: sequels are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
2: like it's I, why the Blair Witch 2 is so, are, are so good. Cause it's actually not a found footage movie. I was going to joke good, that but. Blair
1: Witch 2, the witch of named Blair shows up and then just starts fucking grinding on a skateboard around everyone. I haven't <laughs> seen the second bitches. one. And they just keep, they just like, actually in the first movie, uh, scene 12, uh, 40 second mark, uh, they ask about this thing. Uh, it's actually just, like, well, it's going in circles. But, like, it keeps, like, they keep getting out of frame every time, like, it's the actual explanation. That'd be and, great.
0: Like, so you don't get any of the answers. That would be great. Um, so Blair Witch 2 is actually a really f- interesting movie. I haven't seen it. I just know it's not found footage. <laughs> it's not found footage. The movie itself isn't interesting. The behind the scenes, <laughs> in the movie is interesting, is what I should say. Um, if you guys are interested, Good Bad Flicks, is a YouTube channel, uh-huh. has a really good in-depth discussion not discussion as video essay about Blair Witch 2 and what its original intent was supposed to be and then how the studio
1: ruined it is that a channel about like bad movies with good intentions or
0: no it is good bad movies okay movies that are bad that enjoyed that are enjoyed by him ah good bad flicks interesting uh Psycho Stick did his theme song um oh yeah you told me about that channel yeah uh very entertaining. A uh, super cool guy. I've commented a few times. Is good, good dude. Really mm-hmm. good dude. Uh, check that out if you are interested in that. Um,
3: but yeah, if we're talking about
0: other uh, actual found <laughs> footage sequels, to uh, Blair Witch does have a found footage sequel. Blair Witch Four. It's just called Blair Witch again. Not again, but Blair Witch, <laughs> Blair Witch. Duh, 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 again, it's my no. least
1: favorite like thing that and, they do is just name the sequel the same thing. Yeah, It makes it so fucking hard to find stuff.
0: Uh, it is. L- Directly labeled, even on the internet, Blair Witch 2016. Um, That's how it's directed. It is a direct sequel to the first Blair Witch, and it does the thing of not exactly explaining everything, giving the popular idea of what something might be, and then actually adding more questions. I don't hate the sequel to Blair I think the sequel to Blair Witch is actually better than Blair Witch. But uh, well, you don't seem to enjoy take. any of the Blair Witch. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy any of the Blair Witch. I think that's the best of Blair Witch if you have to watch a Blair Witch. Uh, what about the Scooby-Doo project? Come on. <laughs> I would probably watch that over the first Blair Witch again.
1: I might bring it as, as a part of our shorts okay. one of these times. The
2: most that I yeah, I was going to say, the most I've seen is because like, wasn't it like almost a commercial? It was, yeah, they, it was they, they, Adult they Swim,
1: Air aired in segments okay. uh, between their show, I believe, around like 2010s or so.
2: Okay, I'm thinking about something else. Uh, they did like it was like almost like a commercial break thing that they did on Cartoon Network in like the early 2000s.
1: No, maybe it was Cartoon Network. I want to say it's Adult Swim just because of the subject matter. Yeah, if it was 2010, it was different than what I saw. Maybe. Um, I mean, I could easily have the date wrong, of yeah. course, but uh, I'll br- I'll bring that eventually. I'll, okay, no. I'll I'll fit it in. Uh, but yeah, like. There's a lot of cool ideas like this. Um Alex is like you just don't get enough of him to know what he's thinking ever. And yeah, it's great. Right. Again, yeah. like it harkens to some of the stuff I like about the shining. Mm. But it's
0: not quite there. <laughs> I'm not gonna, quite there. No. But uh, like, especially after neat. the drag into hell. Drug? Yeah. Dr- drag? Drug? Drag. Pulled. Draggin. <laughs> Pulled into hell. Hanged into <laughs> hell. <laughs> um He after that. You get the reporter being like, "Hey, uh, cool." And then Sarah is Sa- the person who's been interviewed the whole time. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm real tired. I'm gonna go to my room." It's like, "Hey, we can get a room for you." Like, "No, no, I have one. It's C or two C." You're like, "Okay, great." And then they're talking about like where they should go because she's like real adamant about you guys should go there now, yeah, right handy. now. Like you guys go check it out for see sure. it for yourself. It yeah. really
1: brings it all together.
0: Um. <laughs> There's a line in there that I hate because it's super corny. Which is like, "How are you doing? I'm in a better place now," uh, which is just like super foreshadowing, and I yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the reporter goes to the hotel. They get in there by opening the door. They're looking around. You get a whole bunch of the, the There's stuff in the background. It's yeah. a lot of like the cast of the movie that you yeah, see that, in the background. Like,
1: there's cool. Like, I know Paul a lot. When yeah, it's like doing a lot of the turns. Yeah, you see Paul in the background usually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, he's back there a lot. Even
1: like when Paul's missing, it's a thing. Like, well, oh, yeah, just... I, whenever he's missing, I did did notice that. But yeah. um, like whenever
2: the documentary crew was walking around, I didn't notice any of the cast in the background there. Yeah,
1: like it's. I mean, I wouldn't blame you to like mistake them just for a prop because they're like s- as still as possible, right? Which is the idea. Yeah, like certain times, like. I it's not quite here, but one I liked a lot is, um, when it was the climax from, like, random people's perspective, when they're in that, like, dining area, one of them, like, turns to, like, look at one of the props, and you can see just Paul sitting there perfectly with a drink. Yeah. yeah. Like and, like, it's cool, like, it's, it's, like, like, it's like just, like, lets you know, it's, it's just makes your head kind of like, ooh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um... But yeah, the documentary crew's in there, like looking everywhere.
0: They get upstairs, and it's like, look, look at this.
1: Yeah, it's two C. And I like how they shoot it. I bet the director's real proud of his shot, because like they set it in a way where like the windows, you know, boarded up, mm-hmm. but light shines perfectly through just to illuminate right on the two the C. 2C. Yeah, I like this shot, and I think it would be great. If they didn't spell it out for you, <laughs> yes. Because like even like when they're leaving the hotel, they're like, "Oh, can you let Sarah know that we'll be back in an hour if she needs to talk to us?" Yeah, it's... and they're like, "There's no Sarah here. There's never been a
0: Sarah here. And like what? Sarah died two years." <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it feels well like that, it, yeah.
1: it's so ham fisted. And like when watching it, it didn't bug me. But like thinking like just let it go. Yeah, just has Sarah be like, "Oh, I'm, I'll be in two C." Yeah. And, like, they go, and then they find 2C, like, and don't have the yeah. reporter be like, oh, my God, it, 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 it's, it's 2C. Oh, but she probably wants it in here, right? But, but. <laughs> it's, like, it's not far off, <laughs> yeah. actually.
0: Uh, so they go in there, and she's there, and she looks over, and her face is fucked up. And yeah. they're like, oh! And they try to leave, door slams, two robe guys appear, God, and then the so movie lame. ends.
1: Yeah. And, like... I don't know. Like, I mean, it feels so weird that it lost so much steam towards the end. I would say, so even like much, because like there's like a blurb because they do the blurbs about like explaining stuff and it's like, and before the crew left, what's it, whoever looked through the footage and found something unexplainable. Yeah, which yeah. I hate because nothing that crazy happens in here. Yeah, but like it like shows when Sarah's trying to leave and she finds Paul. He's like, "We gotta go," and like Paul takes the camera. It's a weird shot. Like, this is one of the shots I think is just kind of bad. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because it tells you nothing. Well, we're like, Paul's like head banging <laughs> basically in the so shot. So, what there is actually
2: a YouTube thing where, like, you know, because YouTube did found footage horror for a while there, too. Yeah, but yeah there's, of course. Uh, there is one of them where, like, uh, one of the characters gets beat to death with the camera. But even on that YouTube short, like, the camera is still facing him. So, you, like, you see it through, like, the perspective of, like, his face is going further away and getting smashed into his face. Yeah. And so he, I he think... gets bloodier each time it hits him kind of thing. Like I, they're going for that effect, but they, is that I think what, for-
1: like, it really just looks like he's just like slamming his head into
2: her. Yeah. It, I think he was beating her to death. With the camera. With okay. The, yeah. That, the idea it, of
1: it. It's very, this is uh, like, again, I think the cinematography is really good, especially knowing he's an, am- he's, I shouldn't say amateur. He's an independent Definitely filmmaker. amateur at the time though too. Okay. But like, it's just kind of sloppy here. It is. I gotta is. say.
0: Um, and then you have the whole cracked camera thing and then showing Paul, uh, not showing him exactly, but you get like, the idea that get, he slits his own throat. Yeah, yeah, which
1: they alluded to earlier saying like, oh, we found one guy who like had his throat slit, and but it was, was self inflicted.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um and so that's there, and that's that's the that's the end. That's the movie. It's uh, yeah,
1: it just kinda ends on a whimper, which like yeah if you want to like make the audience feel nothing
0: is fair. Yeah. Which is what found footage movies do. Yeah. That's their goal. Uh to the move to the series credit, the trilogy's credit. Mm-hmm. The third one very actively is like, We've answered everything. Here's a here's a giant light at the end of the tunnel. You won't leave this one feeling empty.
1: And like, like it like it's super bright light, and then just there uh, Sarah's like doing a little dance. She's like da da
0: da 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 da, da, da. I will spoil <laughs> I don't want to spoil all the trilogy, it's garbage, so I don't wanna spoil it for everybody. If they if they are in- <laughs> if you are interested in seeing what makes your eyes so upset go go watch, watch the entire trilogy. I'm are- I'm not, not going to say yeah. the guy doesn't deserve money. I think he's an interesting enough yeah. filmmaker at this point. He does does deserve it. Um I'll tell you guys when we're off we're off the mic okay, yeah. what okay. the ending is. It's so fucking cheesy. <laughs> uh it's the cheesiest shit. Uh but yeah, that's that's the movie.
1: Yeah, there's uh there's a lot to uh give credit for. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um I I just wish there was I wish this movie wasn't a trilogy, I think is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might have been one of those, like, it would have been better if it would have just ended with this movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if, even, like, I would have hated, I kind of hate the ending, but I think if he wasn't trying to set something up, he might have tried something else.
0: I think so. Yeah. So. But he was, e- even when he was, like, uh, making the second one, he's like, yeah, no, I literally always had this trilogy written like this. Like, the writing the second and third one were really easy for me because yeah. I always had this planned. Um, which is not something you want as filmmakers to say you want to be like I had to really like dive in and like figure these characters out. He's like, No, I know what this was gonna be right away. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh Yeah Yeah, definitely kudos to him. And again, like this is uh, you would you would never catch me saying this is like an independent movie if you never told me. I yeah. would yeah. I genuinely would never have guessed it's I will it's say, really impressive. Yeah, this does uh this
2: does like hold itself with higher budgeted found footage films. I will say that. Yeah. I would say, I think I agree with everyone here. Like I would have done the ending differently though. Like, yeah, if they, like if they had to show the scene wherever like Sarah is being beat to death with the camera, maybe like when they go to the hotel, like they uh go wherever like they were, uh where like the security footage was and they just find a tape there and they put it in and see that footage there. And then like go up and see Sarah in her room. Like that probably would have been better. Also like, I don't and I'll go into more explanation later. I don't think guys, I don't think everyone needs to hear my explanation of like this is how I would have done yeah. it.
1: And again, of course, uh, we are just three chuckle fucks sitting in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. None of us are well. Dry as a writer, but none of us are mm-hmm. like acclaimed writers who can make a movie. So it's it's easy to criticize and yeah. fun too, as Homer Simpson says. <laughs>
2: um, it but, is fun to criticize. However, like me and Dry, whenever we were like ten, made movies and they're. Terrible.
0: Awful, awful, awful. I make
2: animations and
0: goddamn, two <laughs> minutes is hard. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but we've been saying, like, the creator, the writer. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Stephen Cognetti. Stephen Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, this is, like, all he's done. Really? Is the Hell House That's, stuff?
1: I guess you said this was 2015?
0: First one was 2015, second 2018,
1: third 2019. Okay, so. That's not like doesn't sound as bad as it is saying he's only done this.
0: No, but I would bet. I, that, I hope he but, does more. Yeah, I do, too. But this being his first film, I think he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like production value wise, uh, as much as I don't like the second one, it does. It does look better. And the third one better as well. Um, quality, definitely different. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: I would be really interested if someone gave him a bunch of money and no notes what he would do.
0: Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he uh, does seem to be kind of stuck in this hellhouse world. His mm-hmm. next project is an Abaddon hotel series that will take place during the eighties when the owner of the hotel is killing people and doing the whole Satanist thing. If it
1: I mean, obviously it would be a very episodic thing. If mm-hmm. it's like an
0: anthology, I think that could be interesting. My well, understand it would the idea is to be a limited series showing one episode which would which would be like i think the idea what i was originally reading would be 12 episodes um and literally just showing him like being a satanist owning the hotel and then Mm. killing people and then opening hell mouth and then that's how it ends
1: that's a benefit because even again like it's it's executed a lot better just in this one movie like yeah you don't know if you like there's heavy implications he was a satanist yeah Yeah. well like There's a lot of, like, doubts it gets put in your mind, like... Yep, 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 yep. Like, uh... The only thing you really know for sure is that he was hung in the kitchen. Yeah. Or dining room. Dining room. I think it was kitchen. Was it? I thought it was the dining room. They're they're very similar areas anyways, but... He hung himself in the hotel. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, like, there's so many doubts, because you're like, was... Did he... Was he actually a Satanist, or, like... Was the, the implication he might be a Satanist so strong that this was his only like owl? Like it's like an interesting thing. Yeah. And, you know, it kinda just is like, oh he was a Satanist.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> other thing that I'll say, this is straight from his his mouth quote from him. Um, he has always considered this trilogy to be one thing.
1: Like um, a long movie, basically.
0: Yeah, like the first movie is act one, the second is act two, and the third is act three. And I think if you think about it like that, it makes way more sense and flows a lot better. Like, if I were to watch this as a series, one after the other, um, two wouldn't suck nearly as much.
2: Because <laughs> it's just the middle part of the movie?
0: Yeah, but, like, two feels like nothing. Two hmm. feels like unnecessary filler. Two's uh, the anime beach episode of the Hell House series. Two is the Are Grave they- Encounters 2 of this. <laughs> I was actually
2: going to say the exposition dump of the movie.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, But... Let's get into final thoughts and scores here. Let's start with Robbie again. So, once again, I wasn't meaning
2: to, like, dump on this movie. I did enjoy it. It was slow, but in the way that found footage films are. But in some ways, they kind of have to be, especially whenever it's something like this, of just, like, leaving uh, room for mystery, room for doubt on what's happening at the beginning. And then, like, it does a lot of the, like, sense of terror because it does give that sense of, like, they're being watched by a predator almost with a lot of the scares that they do. Yeah. Some fall flat. Some of them are actually really, really good. I will admit that. Um, I do agree with you guys. It does kind of fall flat with the ending. Cause it's just like, okay, well that's just okay. Guys in robes, whatever. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I think it's, it does sound almost like, because like, there's a two and three, it kind of like brings this movie down a little bit. But I say that also
1: like just, getting Dry's perspective on it and not watching two and three. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, I i have many things I like that Dry doesn't. So maybe I'd watch two and three and be like, no, it's like actually a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> on par with uh a lesser Ed Eddie and Eddie's big picture show, if you
2: really think about it.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> um well they worked I say, all along and so
2: for how critical we were of this though, I will say for this being his first movie and being an in- independent budget or independent picture. Sorry with an independent budget yeah um he did very well especially because you know it's always like you know that struggle of just like you know no one's exactly an an acclaimed actor in this movie yeah uh they didn't exactly have like a huge budget to like make these huge giant set pieces or anything like that but they worked with what they had and they made it work well and like uh there is a lot of character depth in it to where like they feel like real people which sometimes found footage uh like mess up a lot yeah uh, this one, they, honest to God, just feel like real people, even to the point ever E kept on saying how much she hated Paul at the beginning
1: of it. I fucking hate Paul. <laughs> yeah. And I love that in the universe, fucking Alex and Mark also seem to not like Paul. Yeah. To the point where they literally just don't give a shit when he disappears. Yeah. And, like, Tony's like, did one of you guys call him? And they're like, I, I don't even have his number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, like, good. Well, they did that,
2: and then they, uh, I think... That little bit of exp- or, or that little bit of a dump of just like it's not even the first time he's done this. Like,
1: yeah, like that's interesting. And Tony's like that was five years ago.
2: Yeah. Or <laughs> and then also that uh, I think one thing like because they do leave room for you to like kind of put your own story into it, especially with just like oh we don't talk about what happened in um Queens. We yeah, don't
1: in talk Queens.
0: about Queens. <laughs> yeah, and like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and much like a real friendship, they fucking talk about queens a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, you know, when you tell a friend not to mention
2: something, that's the only thing they're going to mention for a while. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. uh, They did a lot of that like really well. And like, it's one of those, like, it was slow, but it it was character building in a good way too. Uh, like I said, there, there are a lot of parts, there's a lot of hills and valleys with this movie, I'll say. Like a lot of low, low points and a lot of high, high points Yeah, you know, for that. Um I'd say overall, because it's Hills and Valley, I'd say probably like a 6.5. Okay. Like, definitely not my favorite found footage horror movie, and maybe I'm a little bit skeptical because I've watched too many found footage movies. But all in all, like, this is probably
0: one of the better ones. All right, all right. Going to put some needles in your drinks later. E, what's your opinion? (laughs) Let
1: me look at my drink real quick. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: No, like, I I think this is very good, and I will give away a bias i have i do 100 percent have a bias towards independent stuff like i will give much more leniency to like an independent person versus a uh, big studio dry has definitely seen this with how much i'll give away for like an animated short mm-hmm. i find yeah that all said but i think there is a lot of merit to this movie i think if you like horror you should 100 watch this movie like it is really interesting and its ending sucks ass, but I think 80% of the horror movies you guys have shown me have shitty endings.
0: I would so, say about 95% yeah. of all horror movies have <laughs> shitty endings. Maybe just Midsummer
1: yeah. has a good ending. Maybe that's what I... Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I know Dry doesn't like this being put under a horror. Uh, Get Out, I think, has a pretty good ending.
0: Yeah, it has a really good ending.
1: Yeah. For a suspense film. <laughs> yeah. Is the, do you want to count them as the, the horror... I don't think uh, so. Add that to the shitty endings. Actually, in my opinion,
2: (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh, Jordan Peterson was the guy who did that movie.
3: Yeah, Jordan Uh, Peele. Peele, thank
2: you. I think someone completely different. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jordan Peele, like uh, Get Out's ending. Our ending is way better than Us's ending. Oh wait, yeah, sorry.
1: Us was what I was trying to say. I I hate Us's ending. Us's ending is bad. Us is like almost a really interesting. Well, it is, like, a really interesting It's an interesting movie, but it has but, like, a cop-out ending. Yeah, yeah. It, I really, it really, like, feels like a producer was breathing out his neck about having, like, a cool twist at the end. Yeah. And uh, tangent aside, as always, um, no, like, this is a really cool movie, and, like, I would love to see what this director does once he's done with Hell House. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I think he deserves to get a budget to make a new, like, standalone movie. Like, give him, like, I'm curious what he would do hell it doesn't even have to be a horror i i like his writing in a lot of ways yeah like i think he could nail certain random things um i would say like there are flaws to be sure but at the same time a lot of movies are very flawed and a lot of them don't reach the highs that this one gets to um i i'll give it i'll give it a 7 with the with, I wish it had a better ending. That would give it an eight. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm at. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, as somebody who's seen the entire his his whole ouvage, <laughs> his repertoire. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the best. I do like his writing. I agree with you on that. I think he can write very well. Um. Yeah. Imagine s- him
1: making a road trip movie. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> uh, I
0: I'd wish that. that in the second one he got better actors. Because that also brings the second one down a lot. (laughs) It seems like he really found a bunch of people at a high school play.
1: I feel like he kind of did that for
0: this too. Uh, No, Uh, it's real bad. Are these people? Uh, Are these people? Are these notable? Like none of them. C list. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody of note. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, this is easily the best of the entire trilogy. If you really, really love this one. And you're just curious about how absolutely ridiculous the plot <laughs> ends up being, go ahead and watch the whole trilogy. You have
1: such an amazing sell for these. I genres. know, don't
0: I? Uh go ahead and watch them. Like they're they exist on Shudder. They're very accessible. Shutter's very cheap.
1: Yeah. Uh they're not hard to find. Rest in peace, Verve. I wish I could just watch it on Verve yeah. <laughs> because it's R I P V
0: <R-I-P-V-R-V>. R V. Yeah. L T E Five G. Um. Yeah, I I honestly really respect this. The the thing about it is that I really hate the ending. I yeah. really do. It's it feels just empty in a way that you don't even want it to feel. It feels empty in a way that most film footage doesn't cuz it's empty like oh no, all the awful thing happened, but then it's also empty because like that's all the awful thing was, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I love it as a horror movie. I think that this is genuinely quite a hidden gem of a horror movie. I don't think people talk about it nearly enough and god damn it they should. Yeah. Um I don't like and, the term hidden gem, but I sh- I agree.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do agree. I would give it a higher score if it wasn't for that ending.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um I think as like me having discovered this last year and just like, "What? Oh my god, this exists." Um uh, I think I give it a 9 on that one. Yeah. Uh, cuz I just I was so blown away by it. That I was excited to Ex- see.
1: Expectations are everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went into, t- for full disclosure, I went into this watch and was like, wow, that was incredible. Like this thing that I didn't even know existed and it was really great. Bad Ben, maybe this is good. <laughs> I found Bad Ben 24 hours after watching all of Hell House. <laughs> what,
1: a, what a whiplash that must have been.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, so that's where my mindset was. And you've Man. watched more Bad Ben movies than Hell House. No. Oh, I, I have watched not. watched it, like, five, I, I have only watched two. I know that there's, like, nine now. <laughs> okay. It's so dumb. Anyway.
1: And a video game.
0: And a video game.
1: That was out earlier than Maybe? most of the sequels, wasn't it?
0: No, the game is pretty new, I think, oh, actually. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, in on how bad it all is, because now he's pretending like he knew it was bad the whole time, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, Awful. Anyway, yeah, I really like Hell House. Uh, nine out of ten for me. Really, really do enjoy it. I think the highs outweigh even the ending for me on this first one. For sure. Okay. Uh great movie. Yeah. I think
1: I think I'm comfortable with saying now I think I like horror as a genre. Alright. I I think I've, I've to to it. I, I think I just had a very tainted experience of what horror was growing up.
0: Alright. Well once you beat Half Life we're watching the Mist, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> I can't Ooh. wait to puke. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm going about. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't think you'll puke from the mist. Like. I
0: don't know, you might cry.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I like crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say like yeah that there's not like not a lot of whole, not a lot of grotesque things happen in the mist. Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I, it's fine. We'll we'll figure out yeah. what we do. We'll later. cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, E. Yo. If people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? They. <laughs> <laughs> we have a link
1: tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash l o i p which gives you links to our listen medias, social medias, and watch medias. Uh, At the top of the page, we have a Twitch, actually. Mm -hmm. And you can watch us play video games. Wow. I'm playing through Half-Life, and hopefully we'll be done soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as the time is recording, we have one to two streams, depending, left of Half-Life. Maybe three if I'm really bad. Maybe (laughs) three if he's real bad. And then on Wednesdays, I'm playing through Road 96 right now, and we have one to two playthroughs of that left. Three, if I'm really bad,
1: then <laughs> <laughs> hopefully maybe I'll play a game. One of these days, one day, one day, Robbie will play a video game. <laughs> one even day. Sam's got to play a video game yeah, before Robbie. Even
0: Sam, <laughs> actually two, no, just one, just, just one. one. Well, technically two if you count Ultimate Chicken Horse. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Robbie got to see you go. You go
1: get to complain, Robbie. You did play a video That's game. That's true. I did play Ultimate Chicken <laughs> yeah, Horse. Stop being <laughs> selfish. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find us there. Uh, we have Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Twitter and Instagram are kind of where we actually do most <laughs> do of the stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, you can find us on that. We we announce when new episodes drop when our Twitch is on all the all the jam. Yeah. Uh and uh, as always we have an email that you can give uh you can give us feedback, you can let us know what movie you would like to see. You want us to watch scary godmother? Uh, hopefully cuz of her gonna. <laughs> uh that is the last ones in podcast at gma.com. The last ones in podcast at gma.com. Send us your houses. <laughs> I'll take a house.
0: You send houses, I'll take the house. <laughs> send us, send send us your clowns. To your houses. <laughs> send in the clowns? Oh man, I
1: have a brother who would love to send in his clowns. <laughs>
0: he would Oh man, Yeah, he I has could see so that. many I let's love. Let's give them. him a stream to show off his clowns. <laughs> That's uh, the next Twitch stream just he gets yep. it's t-
1: it's 2 minutes of him just looking through his clowns. <laughs> 30 if he like gives an explanation for each. Yeah, let's
0: <laughs> do it. Uh, I'll be right after our chicklet stream. Um <laughs> <laughs> Robbie yeah, get us out of here.
2: So, to round about, make sure to be safe. Make sure to be kind to one another, and that includes you. Drive. Put away the sewing needles. <laughs> and whether this is the very first time you've been with us, or you've been with us since the very beginning,
0: thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, be safe out there, everybody. Watch our streams. Uh, check out our archives on our YouTube's. Um, check out D and E Doodles. Sure, you could give a shout out to that randomly. I don't Why give not? a shit. <laughs> Sam is starting a stream. Ooh. Maybe we'll advertise her stuff on our page and stuff like that. Oh, She's really? Gonna, she, she'll be just be doing like on her Xbox, a little simple thing, mm-hmm. a little simple thing. We'll see how that turns out. I think she might have, be streaming right now as we're recording this. Um, yeah. All right, everybody have a great one. Yeah. Bye. Remember Bye. to
1: wash your hands and wipe your butts.
0: Yeah.